Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 818. I focus on my passion uh, and I will always try to do what I think is right. Um, imagination is far more important than knowledge. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, calling in all the way from England, Francesco Aghetti. Francesco, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Water, oil, and tires have been warmed up, and I'm ready to race, Mark. <laughs> all right. Well, our <laughs> listeners will understand that in a minute as to why we're talking a little bit about race cars today. Francesco Ayetti is a composites design engineer with McLaren Racing in Surrey, England. He's been a part of the team for over six years. He pursued engineering in college, and after joining an exchange program with Cornell University, he got invited with Formula SAE and was able to work on race cars. He was offered an internship with Delara Racing working on GP2 cars, and that experience led to joining Toro Rosso in Italy, working as a junior designer on their F1 team. Francesco then migrated to design engineering, where he worked with composites that opened the door at McLaren. So, Francesco, I have told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Before we get into the questions, would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your obvious passion for being around very fast automobiles? Yes, uh, very fast, Mark. Uh, first of all, hello, and thank you for having me on your show. You're welcome. Um, I'm one of them. I'm a huge fan of your show. I'm so delighted to be here with you. So quick, quick, uh, brief introduction about me. Um, I grew up uh, in a family of doctors and civil engineers. I'm the real first car guy. Um, my grandpa kind of uh, led me to F1. We watched F1 races with him uh, many, many times. Uh, he was a huge Mika Hakkinen fan, so a McLaren driver. Mm. And so from that, I kind of, uh, it kind of grew on me. And uh, without really realizing, I was sort of drifting towards um, racing cars and car design. And when I was studying at Cornell during my exchange program, I uh, understood that I could actually do this as a career. I could actually focus on my passion uh, as my job, as my as my daily job. So I kind of put my heart and soul into it. Uh, I, I worked really hard. Uh, Cornell really taught me how to work hard, pulling all-nighters and working on the Formula student car day and night and also driving it. And from there, I was completely hooked. Uh, that's when I realized that what I had to do. Uh, I followed my dream. I worked hard. I didn't really have a plan B, um, but I, you know, I, I guess it worked out. Uh, I've been I've been on McLaren for six years now, and I'm uh, extremely happy, uh, more passionate than ever. Well, sounds like you've been having a lot of fun and yeah, working at Cornell. Yeah, I'm sure they worked you very hard there. We have a little something in common. Uh, you had a family member that was into civil engineering. I married a civil engineer. So we have a little uh -huh. bit of uh, in common there a little bit, but it's cool that you got to drive cars as well when you're working on that race car there at Cornell. But we're going to learn a lot more about you as we continue on your journey. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote. This is a nice way to get those inspirational tires warmed up and smoking for the race here. So, Francesco, take the wheel. Okay, this may sound a little bit harsh, but here it goes. Don't come to me with a problem, but a solution. 
So I was told this by my first boss when I first started working in Italy. Although it may sound a little harsh, that's when it really taught me how to uh, deal with the problem, to solve the problem. This works really well in engineering, but it also applies to, to life, to daily life. It pushes you to stop complaining about whatever is not going right and try to take the matter into your own hands and eventually try to fix it. So it has been my, uh, my inspirational quote or my mantra since day one, since I started working in F1. And uh, it's really, really important to uh, don't really focus too much on what's not going right and think, of, think ahead, think about what could go well and think about the solutions to the problem. I love that quote. I've heard that before. And, you know, I used to run a company where we had a lot of employees and associates. And every once in a while, there'd be somebody who would come in with a, a challenge or a problem and they would sit there and complain about it. And then my answer would always be after listening carefully, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> and usually I'd get yeah. a blank stare or, or they go, well, and then I would say, well, why don't you think about that and then come back with a solution that I can help you with and then we can move forward. And it really did help people rethink complaining <laughs> and, and problems. Oh, yes. And yeah, and it helped them bring and obviously working on a Formula One team. Oh, my gosh. There must be a million <laughs> challenges that you're faced with every day. And if everybody came every to day. the boss and said, this isn't working or I'm really frustrated, yeah. uh, the boss would yeah. just implode. So I can see how that is so important in the job you do. So so important also for uh, junior designers um, to grow and to experience. I mean, you do learn by making mistakes eventually, you know, that's what happens. And uh, if you go to your boss and just say, hey, this is the problem. What should we do? Uh, you know, you're. Okay, yeah, you're going to learn from your boss a little bit, but you're not really going to learn on your own merit. And uh, that's when it really sticks when you when you do it on your own. Absolutely. I love it. Great mantra. Well, let's go back in time a little bit and talk about you for a moment. Would you share a story that instigated your passion for cars? Go back. You talked about being with your grandfather, watching F1 races. But is there a pivotal moment in your life when you look back at it, when you realize that you were indeed a car guy? Yeah, there is there is a there is a moment that I remember uh, vividly. Although you know, uh, any romantic stories of my father, uh, you know, uh, uh, getting me a classic car or him, you know, collecting cars or anything like that. Unfortunately, you know, he didn't really enjoy cars as much as I do. But there is one moment. I must have been ten or twelve years old, and I I got absolutely hypnotized by something like that I've never seen before. It was something. It looked like a like a spaceship. It, it looked like an alien to me. Uh, it was super wide. It was low, and he he had huge tires. Uh, it was purple, and it has a massive wing on. I don't know if you got a, little, a few clues. Well, but, uh, you know, you're you're getting me. Real, my brain is going. Going a thousand directions right now. I'm like, okay, big tires, massive I can, wide wing. I can tell you, yeah, it was it was it was a car from Sant'Agata Bolognese. It was a Lamborghini Diablo, and Diablo, I saw that in my yes. hometown. <laughs> CC, yes. <laughs> yeah. From that moment, I got addicted to cars, Mark. Absolutely, a hundred percent. I can't remember that as, as if it was now. And that feeling of admiration and desire that I that I felt uh, when I saw that car, I, I have it. Nowadays, I have it now. Every time I see a car, every time I see a classic car or a supercar on the streets, I have to stop and I, you know, I, I rush to take my phone out and I have to take a picture. Uh, and my, my girlfriend thinks I'm a little bit insane. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I'm chasing cars, uh, <laughs> on the road. Yeah. Uh, 
taking photos, you know, and, uh, and that, that's, that's what it is. I guess it's, it's all about emotions. It's all about what makes us feel uh, inside. And to me, it's that desire and uh, wanting to own, <laughs> wanting to own, I guess. I want to own them all. I wish I could own all of them. But, uh, oh, you know, you know we uh, all... A little money problem. Yeah. yeah, no, we all wish we could own them all. And, you know, it, it's a fun, great story. And what's coming to mind is last week, I, I had the real pleasure of spending some time with a past Carsia guest, guest, Lance Stander, who runs Superformance down in Southern California. And he built continuation Cobras, Daytona Coupes, Caterhams, and the Ford GT40. And wow. I got to drive one of his GT40s and, oh man, I'm talking <laughs> about going back to my childhood because I remember those cars when I was real little watching them at Le Mans and seeing them in magazines and I've never even been able to sit in one and I got to drive one and it was just like, ah, oh, all these childhood memories coming back and it just is, it's just so much fun. But the Diablo, <laughs> yes, Lamborghini Countach and all those cars just make such an impression on everybody because they're just so crazy wild just unbelievable unbelievable road presence also uh nothing like it yeah very cool what a nice way to start your passion oh <laughs> fantastico as we would say in fantastico. italy very nice yes well francesco what i want to do now is take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down you've picked a career in the automotive field and then you complicated it by going into racing and then you made it even more <laughs> challenging by going into f1 so take us to a point in time when you were faced with a big challenge or a big failure and kind of walk us through that but the most important part of these lessons in life is how that experience helped us gain even more momentum so kind of walk us through one of yours oh, okay wow you, you made it sound like i've chosen really the most difficult thing <laughs> on, on earth <laughs> well you're a really smart guy so i have all the confidence in you that you that uh, you're doing great so i'm not worried about that <laughs> <laughs> well okay so um here's it's a little challenge i guess if you put things in perspective but um i was a student and i was studying for my master's degree here in the uk and um, my next challenge would have been to go and, and get a job in f1 that was my only aim like i said before you know i didn't have a plan b so I was able to get my thesis um, sponsored by the Honda F1. At the time, it was 2000 and um, to, at the end of 2017 and 2008. Um, so I was able to get a, a thesis with Honda. So I was over the moon, super happy about it. It felt to me like I had my, my first fo foot in the door, So or, or so I thought. Uh, unfortunately, a few weeks after I got my interview with them and I and I got the, the sponsorship, Honda decided to pull out of F1. Uh, if you remember, yes, those were tough times. There were a lot of people lost their jobs and everything so like like i said you have to put this in perspective okay it's not a real problem but to me uh, as, a, as a young student as, a, as a, a someone who was aiming just for f1 and finally got a little taste of it and and uh, all of a sudden uh, got taken away um it felt um uh, yeah, super, super dramatic <laughs> yes painful it, well, it was painful uh, exactly what was the takeaway lesson for you there because you know yeah we're all faced at some point in our life with these things that we're so excited and anticipating and then the rug gets yanked out for no reason at all that we did so what was your takeaway lesson from that experience oh mark i i didn't stop trying uh, i i hustled and uh, i annoyed so many of my professors uh, <laughs> until until someone gave up and said uh, hmm i may have a lead with mclaren and uh, that's when i really pushed hard as hard as i could uh, I, I i worked as hard as i ever did and uh 
you know what? They decided to sponsor my thesis after an interview, and I was so happy. It's a moment that I will never forget. I jumped so high, Mark, I think I hit the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just the beginning of something. Uh, it was it was just the beginning, but it, it felt it felt like a, a small victory. So that's uh, why I will never forget it. Yeah, huge victory because it led to six years of being with McLaren now. And the lesson I got here, and you used a term that we hear often in racing, push, push, push. You always hear that at the end of a race on the radio guys talking to the driver, push, push, push. And that's what you <laughs> did. And, and indeed, that's the, my takeaway here for anyone listening is if you want something and you haven't gotten it yet, just keep pushing from all angles, all sides. Keep using all those assets. If you're in school, lean on your professors. You're paying their job anyway because you're a student. You're paying for that. So use <laughs> yeah. those people uh, in a nice way, of course, uh, to help you make some strides because they do know people in the industry. That's great. Great metaphor for racing. Yes. Never, ever, ever yes. give up. I love Never. it. Never. Well, Francesco, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's one of those times when those headlights come on and kind of illuminate your way for a new direction in your career path. Tell us about your aha moment. Yes. So it was during a formula student at Cornell University. And um, that's in a time when I didn't really know what I wanted to do uh, as a grown up. So uh, I was sort of experimenting as you do in college and you try out engineering. What, else, what can engineering offer? And uh, the formula student was offering a program. Um, for, for designers. That's when I uh, got a little taste of it. And uh, it made me realize the cars are a sum of many components. And um, you have to start one component at a time. The bigger the task, the smaller and meticulous your steps will be. Uh, there are no shortcuts in life. So that to me was the, the aha moment. I realized that I, I could actually work on race cars. I could actually work on cars. I can actually work as a designer. Uh, that opened uh, a world of opportunities and got me dreaming. I could not sleep at night, Mark, because of it. <laughs> and uh, uh, also because of the uh, uh, lots of work that we had to do to make the car. <laughs> but right. uh, it really made me realize. I could do it as a, as a career. I could follow my passion uh, as, as my career. So it was great. It was a great time. Oh, yeah. Sounds like fantastic time for sure. Well, let's talk about a proudest career moment. I would assume you've had quite a few, but is there one that stands out for you? Yes. Yeah, there is one. After a couple of years of working at McLaren, my boss decided that I was ready to take on more responsibility. So he handed me a complete rear wing assembly, uh, making me the project leader for the area of the car. Um, they gave me a chance to really step up my game, you know, um, looking after the wing from cradle to grave. Um, I realized that my real enjoyment uh, in a project is the conceptual stage uh, more than anything else, um, that's when you brainstorm and shapes on the materials, on fixings that you need to use, etc. Um, and having the, the satisfaction of really seeing what you sketched a few weeks earlier get built and put on the car, uh, that is something so special, especially when you get to see it on TV or go to the racetrack and, and watch a race. Um, really, you feel you feel so uh, part of a very special team, a very special project, um, and and yeah, it's great. Very cool. You know, you, you mentioned earlier that automobiles are a sum of all their components. And I'm sure there's some listeners out there thinking, well, you worked on the wing. That's it. But you think about <laughs> this, you know, there's so many pieces that can go right and can go wrong. And obviously, wings and aerodynamics on race cars are number one priority these days, it seems like. Uh, yeah. Yes. So important. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. And actually, if you want to uh, tell your – very cool. If you want to – uh, know how important a rear wing is um you can youtube uh, mark weber's oh, uh, crash yeah. in uh, 
in Australia. Uh, he was driving for Minardi at the time, and uh, he lost the rear wing on the main straight, and he got to the corner, and uh, he went straight, and he went into the barriers. Yeah. And uh, he said that he felt like he had a boost of power all of a sudden, but that's when he lost the wing yeah. and went straight into the barriers. Yeah, I know that video, and it is absolutely stunning, and it really is a, a huge lesson because, you know, you, you drive around the streets, and you see people with wings on their cars and big wings on the back of their cars, and you kind of chuckle a little bit, and you go, how could that really do anything <laughs> other than look cool or sometimes look a little silly. But yes. boy, you get on a track and you get over certain speeds and wings are, uh, they make a huge, huge, huge difference. I mean, big time difference. So very important part of a race car Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Just think about airplanes <laughs> if you think wings aren't important. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to think about it when I'm flying, though. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure you don't. I don't either. Sometimes I look out the window and I go, you know what? How the heck do we get up here? This is just... Let's hope all those rivets hold, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't even want to think about that. Uh, well, let's go back in time and have a little bit of fun here, as if we're not already having a great amount of fun. Let's talk about your first really special car and maybe share a memory or two you have about that particular vehicle. Okay, my first real special car is a Golf R32 Mark IV. Yes, Uh, a big one. That's a big one. That's, you know, I put all my money into it, really. I was in my uh, final year of university, and I uh, had some savings, and stupidly, I wasted it all in one car. Um, <laughs> but the memories that I have with that car are, are immense. They're great, and especially such a good-sounding car, Mark. It, it, the the, the six-cylinder engine, it, it you know, the exhaust notes, yeah. the, the power that it delivered, plus with the reliability of a Volkswagen. Um, yeah. It was it was a fantastic car, and I, I wish I kept it, but, uh, you know, I had to study a little bit more. I went to get my master's degree, and I needed the money, so I decided to sell it. But, I uh, understand. No regrets. No regrets. I, I enjoyed it while I had it. Yeah, I've been able to drive those cars in the past, and they are just a kick. I mean, they surprised me. Uh, the first time I They're jumped fun, in right? one, yeah, incredibly fun. First time they came out, I got to jump into one, and I'm like, holy cow, this is like really cool. And, you know, for a little boxy kind of car, yeah. and what was your favorite part of driving that car? Was it the, the engine? Was it the handling? Or is, was there something about um, it that really sticks with you? The the engine, absolutely. The engine is, is fantastic. It, it's great. Well, like I said, it sounds amazing too. The, the six cylinder sounds sounds great. Um, but it has, you know, it has the kick. Uh, it's something that you don't expect necessarily on a VW Golf, um, especially the reaction uh, of, of your friends when you when they get in the car for the first time and you're sort of cruising and all of a sudden you press on that throttle pedal and they yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stick wake to up. the seat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a um, it's fun car, really fun car. And I think it's going to become a uh, modern collectible car. Yeah. Uh, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, they're very cool. I love them. How about Seller's Remorse? Is there a vehicle you've let go that you really wish you had back? Uh, yes. Um, unfortunately, I have uh, quite a big one. Uh-oh. Um a 246 GTS Dino. Oh. Uh, yes, oh. you heard that right. Ouch. Um, yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I bought this car when I was 23 years old, um, so that's uh, about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, those cars were not that expensive back then. They're, they were definitely not as expensive as they are now, Yeah. and uh, I bought a 
restoration project um, from Japan, believe it or not, so quite oh. far away. Yeah. And uh, the car had been crashed and they had a, a little bit of an accident at the front. So the chassis was bent and uh, the engine was missing, the carburetors, the interiors were all missing. You know, it was a, it was a big project. It was a proper restoration built from scratch mm. kind of project. Mm. And uh, of course, it became so expensive that I could not keep up with the expenses. I could not afford it anymore. And uh, that's when I decided to sell it, to get rid of it. Uh, I had to pay back my parents because that's uh, they, they gave me the money to buy this car and uh, although I made a I made quite a profit I have to say when I sold it and, nice. and uh, yeah I mean it's I, I obviously I wish I had that in my garage right now but I sold that to an Italian rock star and I had the pleasure of meeting him oh, fun. Um, <laughs> he, he wishes to remain uh, 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 anonymous uh, yeah anonymous gotcha. yeah. Uh, anonymous for now uh, you know but uh, you know I got to meet him and uh, he called me when he finished the car he restored it in like six months Wow. So, you know, he I, I, I know how much money he spent on it. <laughs> yeah, those rocks guys, they got all the money, all the women, all the money. What's the deal with that? We went into the wrong field here. <laughs> not fair, not fair. I'm still waiting to get a ride on the car. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chase him. I'm going to chase him. I'm going to see. I'm going to go and see that car. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. You know, yeah. The, the first Ferrari I ever drove was a Dino. And ah. uh, I just, I was a kid, I was in high school and I picked up, I had a detailing business, picked up a client that had a 911S and a Dino and he let me drive both of them back from his house to my house to detail them. And I'll never forget the first time I drove that. It was, I didn't want to get out of it. I felt like I was in a little go-kart. It was just, yeah, they're fun. you know, and, yeah. and they're not super fast compared to cars now, but back then it just felt like I was going a thousand miles an hour. It was just, oh, yes. I loved rubbing wax on that car. It was just like, <laughs> oh, the beautiful lines and everything. But they've been my favorites forever. But yes, they've gotten far, far too expensive. Ugh. Yes, um, almost Quite understandably so, though. I mean, it's a Pininfarina yeah. work of art, and yes. uh, uh, the, it, it belongs to that um, family of, of fantastic, beautiful shapes like the Mura, mm. uh, in my yes. opinion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. Uh, in fact, they, they were designed uh, at the same time. So. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I know. They're beautiful. Well, I'm sorry to drum up that past history, but uh, those days are gone. But oh, well. hopefully that uh, rock star will, will cruise up someday and uh, take you to a concert in that thing, and uh, you can yeah. pull up in front of all the paparazzi and hop out and uh, go in and enjoy some of his music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. what fun. What I, fun. I told him. I told him I would buy it back one day, so yeah, you know I'm, I'm you waiting go. for him to get a little too old to get in, in and out of that car, and then I'll, then, I'll, then I'll hustle. <laughs> yeah, first right to refusal. That's a nice thing to write into the contract. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. Now, I realize being a McLaren F1, there's a lot of stuff you can't talk about, so I get that. But let's talk about what you're working on that you can talk about this year that has you really excited and fired up. Well, um, obviously, I'm... Um, very excited about uh, my 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 job my day-to-day -day job um we have many things lined up and uh i'm i'm looking forward to the future i i, I can't wait for for mclaren to get back to the top it, it's taking uh, a lot of effort from but uh you know people people are ready people are ready and hungry and yeah. ready to fight so uh, i can't wait for that day to come me personally i'm also working on something else uh, on a few projects but unfortunately mark i cannot tell you much more ah, uh, i got a little it, mystery it, going uh, here okay i got a little mystery you know <laughs> yeah. I, I would love to tell you more but uh you know it, it's it's they're still baby ideas okay. I'm, I'm still i'm still looking after them and uh 
soon I'll be ready to talk about him. And uh, yeah, well, and when when you are, you let me know. We'll have you back on the show, and we can learn about that. Let me ask you this question: When it comes to working on an F one team, and what's the most exciting part of your job, your day to day job of going there and working at McLaren? What really ignites you and gets you up out of the bed every morning? Besides, besides my job of, of designing, which, which is, I love doing, it's also going to, uh, the technology center to MTC, McLaren Technology Center. That, that building is something, uh, spectacular. If you, if you get a chance, uh, have a look on YouTube or, or Google images, have a look at how spectacular the place is and uh, the, the collection of cars in, in the boulevard. And we have this boulevard where we walk to go to the canteen. Um, it's fantastic. I mean, you have uh, Alain Prost, Ayrton Senna's, mm. Lewis Hamilton's, um, James Hunt yeah, and Bruce McLaren's himself racing cars that have actually raced and won won championships yeah uh, it's such an inspiration and uh we're so lucky to 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 work in a place like that you know when that place was built i remember i've seen so i've seen documentaries on it and lots of pictures of course and i just thought to myself can you imagine going to work there every day it just must be magical and never get old and i'd love to come and visit that facility someday and walk that boulevard and and look at those cars because the legacy and the history of mclaren goes so far back to bruce and i mean it's just it's absolutely incredible so uh yeah i can see how every morning man look where i get to go today that's got to be it's it's, um it's truly inspiring and um you know we we have huge huge support from 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 a, from a top management from uh, from our shareholders and you know we're really lucky to to be able to keep on going and doing what we love and uh, like I said you know it's it's a matter of time and uh, the team will be back to the top I have no doubt now if, here's a very introspective question for you Francesco if you were a car a vehicle or a race car what would you be and why <laughs> okay um, I thought about this one and uh, Please trust me. I'm not trying to be pretentious or, okay. or presumptuous. Okay. okay? Yeah. But uh, this this car, this very particular car, was introduced in 1984. It's an Italian car. Um, it's red. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, it's a Ferrari Testarossa. Oh. Um, I was born in 1984. Okay. And uh, I have this, for whatever reason, I have this connection to this car. To me, uh, it's it's an easygoing car because I've, I've driven it. I had the pleasure of driving it. It's it's quite relaxed and it's a great cruiser. Surprisingly reliable, although people may say that Ferraris or Italian cars are eh, so so. Okay, I can I can agree with with most of it, most of it. But um, the Testarossa is surprisingly reliable and. Um, and uh, you know it can cruise, but it can also bite if it's revved high. So <laughs> yes. that's me. I'm I'm easygoing. I'm relaxed, but you know I have the Italian character. Yeah. And uh, don't don't push me too much. There and, you go. Uh, otherwise, I'll bite back. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Very nicely thought through. You know, I've, I've been able to have the pleasure of spending a little time with a Testarossa and got to drive one one time. And yeah, it was a very easy car to drive. I could see a Grand Touring going on a trip with that car, but I also realized that you push it a little hard you better be ready for things mm. to happen so uh, yes yeah yes. yeah very cool and uh it's just such an iconic
iconic design. I mean, with those those vents of slats on the side, it was one of those things that defined automotive spectacularness, if you will, back in the 80s when that thing came out because people just went, whoa, what's going on yeah. with that? So yeah, yeah, yeah. very nice. I love it. I think you might be the first Testarossa here on Cars, yeah? So that's pretty cool too. So oh, yes. I like Great. it. Well, Francesco, <laughs> up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars, yeah? Sponsors. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. All right, Francesco, we are back, and we're entering the last lap. You work for a racing team. You know what that means. The white flag's out. Time to put our foot into it Mm -hmm. and push, 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 as I said earlier today. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Do not overdrive. Sometimes you have to break sooner in order to exit a corner faster. Yes, yeah, going slow, come out fast for sure. Would yes. you would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your successes over the years? Well, I don't know if you call it success, but I focus on my passion uh, and I will always try to do what I think is right. Um, imagination is far more important than knowledge. I love that. Awesome. Now, how about a resource? There are a ton of great resources out there in the world today, but are there one or two that you'd like to share? 
Um, I have a few. Um, they're all online. Mark, I, I spend my time online these days. <laughs> uh, like uh, the rest of us, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so motorsport.com. Mm. Uh, if you want to know anything about racing, that's the place to go. Yeah. Instagram, obviously, pictures of cars yeah. uh, on a <laughs> nonstop. So yes. I'm on it all the time. Petrolicious. Ah, yeah. My friends at Petrolicious. I've had the owner and several people from Petrolicious on this show. Yes, what they're doing is fantastic, and uh, I'm completely hooked. The Smoking Tire, I listen to their podcast as well. Oh, they're, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, he's been Matt on the Farah, show, too. Matt's been a guest guy. here. Yeah, great guy. Yes, yeah, I love him. And, of course, Cars Yeah, Mark, I have to say. <laughs> Cars Yeah is fantastic. I listen to it <laughs> all the time. <laughs> well, thank you. The check is in the mail for that nice mention, but I, you, I do thank appreciate you, that very much. <laughs> yeah, those are all great sites. And uh, uh, do you have your own Instagram site that uh, that listeners can follow? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, it's Chesto23, uh, spelled C-E-S-T-O-2-3. There you go. Cool. Awesome. Post pictures of McLaren. Uh, we've been allowed uh, to take pictures in the boulevard, uh-huh. finally. So we, uh, I'm, I've been posting pictures of our of our beautiful F1 uh, cars. In the- cool. Yeah, very, very cool. I'll make sure that that link is posted on your show notes page here on the Cars yeah website. Now, if you could right. have a drink with anyone in the automotive field or industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? Ooh, um, I have to say Monsieur Richard Mille. Although he's not uh, exactly an automotive um, personality, he's a, he's a watch designer. Yes. He designs uh, watches that bear his name, uh-huh. uh, the Richard Mille watches. They are absolutely stunning. And I get the same feeling when I see a beautiful car. It's the feeling of desire. When I see his watches, I want to own them. Although, you know, they... <laughs> They cost so much money yeah. that I, I need to focus on plan A is to buy a house, then plan B to buy a car, and then probably get a Richard Mille. Uh, <laughs> I understand. That's further down the line. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm familiar with him. In fact, I've been trying, and he's agreed to be a guest on this show. I've just not been able to uh, coordinate time with him. He's a very busy guy, but uh, he puts I'm on sure. a, uh, the wonderful Chantilly Arts and Elegance Concours event uh, yes. there in France, which is a beautiful, beautiful Concours event, the grounds and everything there. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So. I, I, know, I know he's a great car collector as well. Yes. He, he's obviously into cars very much. Uh, as he says, his watches are a racing machine for his wrist. You know, so. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. Well, hopefully I will eventually land him and get him as a guest here on the show. But that's very interesting yeah. that you mentioned him because not too many people do, although the watches that they produce, the, yeah, they are works of art. They're just absolutely beautiful. So. Fan- fantastic pieces of, of machinery and jewelry and art. Yes, they are. And much like putting a car together with a sum of all their beautiful parts. So Indeed. Very, yeah. very nice. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read recently that you think the Cars Yow listeners would enjoy reading as well? Ah, oh, yeah. Um, I've just recently bought Pagani, La Storia di un Sogno by... Roberto Morelli, um, it's a story, the book about Pagani, Horatio Pagani and uh, how he started and uh, the Zonda. And uh, I'm obviously a huge fan of his. Um, great inspiration uh, for all of us working in this industry. Yeah. The book is beautiful, great pictures, great story of him coming from Argentina and creating this myth. And his cars are... <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. beautiful, beautiful works of art. 
Oh, yeah. Pagani. Yeah, there's another one I'd love to get on this show. And their cars are fantastic. Last year at the Quail event, they had a beautiful display of cars, and I got to sit in several of those things. You climb into one of those, and you feel like you're in a spaceship. It's like the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars. (laughs) I mean, it's just, oh, I can't imagine what it must be like driving one of those things. The power, uh man. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, very nice. Very good. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find links to all these great resources Francesco's been so kind to share on his show notes page on the Cars website. Just go to CarsYow.com, type in Francesco, F-R-A-N-C-E-S-C-O, his last name, Ayeti, A-G-L-I-E-T-T-I, and you will find links to all these great resources on his show notes page. Very, very cool. All right, we are up to the checkered flag here, Francesco, and this last question could be a bit of a doozy today i'm gonna buy you any car in the world any car you'd like collector car something fun something you can enjoy but i want you to drive it i want you to enjoy it no garage queens here on cars yeah but money is no object today so don't worry about that what would that car be and more importantly why mark uh first of all you're so kind i'm gonna <laughs> <You're> try <laughs> i'm gonna try real hard to make you go bankrupt oh, okay well um, <laughs> a lot of people have so uh don't worry about it okay uh okay so here we go um mclaren f1 uh, lm oh the lm <laughs> the lm yes indeed uh it's a car that i see every day because we have one in the boulevard there's yep. only five produced uh in orange, of course. Oh, and yeah. uh, so, you know, just send us the check this way and I'll, I can drive it away. I have it right here. So you mean that your bosses there will let me buy that car for you? The one right off the boulevard? Uh, you know, it will, it will take a little persuading, but, you know, make sure that check is, is, is heavy. Oh, yeah? OK. Maybe if I, I call and say, look, I will be your next major sponsor there at McLaren. I'll write some really big checks. But the deal is that Francesco gets the car off the boulevard. Okay. So OK, sounds like a good deal to me, Mark. <laughs> oh, you know, I had the pleasure when they were first building those cars of getting to see one because I was importing Facom tools and those cars came with a set of Facom tools. Uh, oh, in yes. the car. Yeah. And uh, uh, I ne- I've never been able to drive one. Of course, the LM is a whole different deal. This was a regular F1, if you can call a McLaren F1 regular. Regular, <laughs> right. Because they're so <laughs> cool. But And I love the fact that you chose McLaren Orange. In fact, when we were uh, redesigning my son's bedroom when he was in junior high, we kind of went to big boy stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I said, well, let's paint one of the walls a, a cool accent color. And you know what he chose? McLaren Orange. Good man. He said, Dad, I want McLaren orange because at the time uh, I had a friend who had a McLaren a Formula 2, an M4A that was in that beautiful McLaren orange wow. color. So that's the color his wall Stunning. is still today. So, uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, he's moved away. He's grown up and moved away from home after graduating. But uh, that wall's still orange. I'm not going to change that wall because it's too good. Cool. So, yeah, very, very <laughs> nice. McLaren F1 LM. All right. I'll get to work. Yeah, you did break the bank today, Francesco. Thank but- you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, you've taken us on an awesome ride today. I knew you would, and I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Would you offer us one little parting piece of guidance or wisdom before you rip off down the racetrack in that McLaren F1 LM? Yes. I'm going to say it because it's in Italian, and then I'll translate it. Awesome. Here it goes. La semplicità è l'ultima sofisticazione, and it's by Leonardo da Vinci, mm. which means... Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Uh, Keep it simple, get the basics right, and always be driven by passion. Ah, uh, you know, I love that. I read a book years ago called How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci. 
And I grew up in a family mm. where my father exposed me to a lot of art. He was an architect, he was an artist, and we got to go to galleries all the time. And Leonardo da Vinci, when I started learning about him, my father bought me a very cool book about him. And I was just enthralled with not only his artistic capabilities, but his engineering thought process and the things yeah. that he created. Yeah. So I love that. And I love the fact that you gave it to us in Italian as well. So thank you. <laughs> Grazie for doing that. Ah, <laughs> very yeah, much no so. Yeah, that was very nice. <laughs> and again, what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and follow along with what McLaren's doing these days? Well, okay, you can find everything you need to know about where I work on www.mclaren.com. Mm -hmm. It's very easy. Um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn uh, by searching my name. Um, and on Instagram, I use that a lot. Uh, it's uh, Chesto23, like I said. Awesome. Great. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything that Francesco has shared with us today. On his Cars Yeah show notes page, just type Francesco into that search bar. His page will pop up with all these cool links. Check out what he's up to. Now that he can uh, share some of those pictures from the boulevard, check out his Instagram account. I'm going to go there as soon as I hang up the phone today and check out <laughs> some of the pictures because uh, now I've got an insider who can show me some of the uh, the cool, cool shots there. Francesco Carazzi for being so generous today with me and our Cars Yow listeners and for sharing your experiences and your life with us. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Grazie mille, Mark. It's been an honor being on your show, and thank you to all the listeners. Ciao, ciao. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you in your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!